Why do bees make great poets? Because they can wax lyrically. What's the best football play on Tatooine? Jabba the Hut Hut. Hike! If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio and now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve and my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner, gives me street cred. The wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And there's uh, my wife, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. My partner in all things. It's 420, man. This is a show for people who've never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider who can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-Poohhead. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, respiratory therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, massage therapist, proctologist. Oh, enough. Or whatever. Enough. Yes, thank you. It is enough. I'm not adding any more to the opening. So, hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff.drsteve.com for all of your online shopping needs. You can scroll down and find the roadie robot guitar tuner for anyone that is in your family or friends that have a, um, a stringed instrument like a guitar, bass, or a mandolin even, you can get them a roadie guitar tuner. It's one of the coolest things you'll ever get them, and they're they're not that expensive. So that's cool. Uh, But there's all kinds of other crap you can get, including a navage uh, and uh, other things. So just check out stuff.drsteve.com. And if you go there and click through to Amazon, just do your regular shopping. It really helps us out. And uh, tweakedaudio.com. I don't even know if I know the the code still works offer code fluid will get you one third off of your order that's a huge discount 
So go to tweakedaudio.com for the best earbuds and, uh, uh, you know, on the internet for the you know for the price and the best customer service you'll ever find anywhere and use offer code fluid f-l-u-i-d and then simply herbals.net dr scott's website that's simply herbals.net with his cbd um peppermint and nasal spray which is quite excellent actually mm-hmm. i've been using it every night and then uh i'm doing cameo and they're 25 percent off right now which means that we get <laughs> nothing and but i just like doing them it's fun i did one today while i was driving back from the hospital and i showed him my ham radio and said this isn't you know too weird or nerdy or anything and you know it's just fun i like doing it and you get a fluid and a secretion and all that stuff by the end of it so just uh go to cameo and uh, search for Dr. Steve Weird Medicine or just Weird Medicine. I think it'll come up. And then, th- most importantly, check out our Patreon web or our Patreon show. It's completely different from this show. It's mostly Tacy and me, but we have guests from time to time. And when we have a celebrity guest, they come into the exam room, and they can then it's sort of a reverse interview show where they ask us questions. It's fun. And uh, we get some shit out of them too, and uh, we, you know, but it's you know it's it's fun, it's fun. So check it out, Patreon.com/slash/WeirdMedicine. And this week we're doing um, Mr. James Norton. What are you putting in your eye? Okay. That's CBD no. man. Is it Han- cannabis man? I was hoping I had something for my red eyes, but I I'm like, guess I'm out. All right. <laughs> Let's see if uh, Tacy's cameras work. I I didn't even set it up. I think it's working. There you are. Hi, Tacey. Oh, so we have a, a party. We have a bunch of people in the chat room. You know, people, when we record this thing, we record usually on Wednesday at uh, around 3.30, and we put it out on Twitter. Follow us at Weird Medicine or the Weird Medicine Facebook page. I'll put an announcement there. And you can just click on it and come hang out. we got a, an excellent group of people hanging out. I do not see the wrench next to your name, though, Dr. Scott. Are you, are you able to... Um, I don't... I don't look like I have uh, the ability yet to kick people out, but uh, um, well, we, we won't have to kick anybody out. But I don't know what happened there. Are you logged in under a different thing? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't this matter. is boring to everybody. Hey, um, but so I do want to say hello to uh, Richard and yeah. Sean, and uh, now it sounds like romper room, and I see Logan Field, and I see and Logan Kim talking about having palm olive oil <laughs> in his mouth. I guess. Oh I my definitely God. want olive. you to have the capability to kick people out. Yeah, yeah he had it. Definitely. I gave it to him, and he fucked it up. But anyway, do you know um, the? What well, did I do something? I know. I don't know. I probably did. I'm operating on zero sleep, so I'm a little punchy. But do you know why palm olive was called palm olive? Nope. Because it was made is not rocket science. It was made from palm oil and olive oil. Yeah, but see, if I'd have said that and been wrong, you'd have been like, "You dumb fucker! <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, you idiot? <laughs> what you do? Just think you're some smart guy." I'm trying to be funny, but uh, oh, yeah, no, it was. Um, this ain't my first radio. It was palm <laughs> oil and olive oil, and the soap is made through the process of. Saponification. I'll give Ooh, myself one of those. That's a bill. That's a good. That's a good bill. Yeah, saponification is when you take um, oils, and uh, which basically are just hydrocarbons with, you know, uh, and they're and they are hydrophobic. Hmm. That's why if you put water in olive oil, it'll, you know, it'll float to the top. Mm-hmm. Right? Phobic. Hydro. 
it's hydrophobic. It's, like it. afraid it's, of, it. it's, it's afraid of it's afraid of water. That's right. So uh, you really can't use oil very well to clean things because it's just oily. And you're trying to get oil off of your skin, not put more oil on it. Now, back in ancient Egypt, the way I understand they cleaned themselves was they mixed olive oil and, and very fine sand, scrubbed it in, and then they would scrape it off with a knife. Oh, wow. And I bet it made your skin nice and smooth. Nice to way to exfoliate. I'm Let's yeah. do it to him. I'd like to. I would do that. I'll sit on him you if, know you'll, what? if you'll scrape him. I would yeah. absolutely do that. We'll scrape him off. Yeah. We have to do a full bath, the whole thing. With uh, you know, I mean the whole body thing. Maybe Chanda's got some friend who's you know does sort of street massage therapy that would be willing to do the scrape. Probably we'll have to have somebody <laughs> nair his butt first because the hair will get oh, all nasty. Uh, listen, the, he's being funny. But don't oil. nair your ass. Remember, we were going to do the ass crack challenge a million years ago, which you can hear on our Patreon. You can't hear it anywhere else. It's Patreon.com/slash/WeirdMedicine. And uh, we were going to do three things. We were going to nair our ass crack, and P.A. John was going to do that. And then uh, double vasectomy turd uh, shaved his ass crack, and then I got my ass crack waxed. Mm. Well, thank God I did some research, because I always did. Whenever O&A had something, they would call me, should should Rock do the cinnamon challenge? And I would say, no, it's dangerous. And, of course, he would do it anyway. But at least I would have said my piece. Well, I looked this up, and if you put nair in your, you know, near your rectum, it, you will burn it up. Don't do that. That stuff, it's calcium, uh, calcium hydroxide is a very powerful base. And um, it will eat up hair follicles, and most skin can tolerate it, but not anything near the genitalia. So don't do yeah, that. Don't do it. Don't, don't do what Doctor Scott just told you to do. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, uh, what what we found from that, by the way, mm-hmm. was what we expected. A double vasectomy turd was a master barber, and he said if you shave hair, you make a square. Um, uh, surface, well, like square edges right on. to the hair that's that's left behind. And it will cause stubble. That's what causes stubble. So okay. when it grows out a little bit, it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it drives you crazy. So if you ever shave your ass crack, you will have to shave it for the rest of your life. Forever. Unless you can deal with about a week of stubble in your ass where it feels like there's, there's um, you know, 60 grit sandpaper in your ass crack uh, mm-hmm. which is very uncomfortable but mm-hmm. if you um, if you wax it this is what happens you pull out all the hair with the follicle and everything and it regenerates when it regenerates the hair that grows back is tapered because when the follicle starts producing hair after it's been you know the hair's been yanked out it's very small it's infinitesimally small and it gets larger and larger until it until it um, reaches the circumference of the hair follicle. So it's tapered. And tapered hairs, when they come out, they don't irritate you the way that squared off ones do that have been shaved. So that was an interesting, fun fact, <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> so uh, if you only want to do it once, let's say you're, I don't know, you're going to be in a movie or something, or you're having, you're going to have a colonoscopy and you don't want people seeing your giant hairy ass crack <laughs> you, you could uh, on the giant six foot flat screen um then you could have it waxed and then not do it again but don't shave it unless you can deal with the stubble 
All right? And don't use nair under any circumstances. Now, I've used nair on my back before because Tacey doesn't like body hair. And so she helped. <laughs> helped. Well, I wouldn't bother with it otherwise. Um, my, my concept of male virility was Sean Connery in Dr. No. And when he took off, you know, oh, he yeah. had that bathing suit, he had all this chest hair on hair, his yeah. chest. So I thought, well, boy, when I have chest hair, women are really going to dig that. And Tacey's like, Ugh. I think it used to be a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. Just like guys used to like big bushes, boobs. Oh yeah, if you it's will. weird that they, and, and now, they don't like that anymore. Oh no, yes, you're right. I, I don't know that guys liked bushes. It was just that they didn't know that there was any ch- choice to not have that. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it's the same with men. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That nobody back in the day shaved their bush so they had these giant you know hairy bushes and <laughs> some people still have them we went to dollywood oh, splash country oh no tell the story Tess. she had a bathing suit a one-piece bathing suit on which by the way you cannot do at dollywood yeah and what do you her mean? hair was you're not supposed to wear a bathing suit to dollywood what Dollywood Splash Country. This was no, Splash no, it wasn't. Mm-mm. This was well, the in one Dollywood. I'm of was okay. On, right. on, I know where you're thinking of. Yeah, and it's Dollywood. Okay, it was when we were on on the ride that goes up, and then goes around <laughs> in the water, and then you splash. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Remember, we were waiting yes, in yes, line. Yes, 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 yes. You are absolutely. And she right. had a you're give right. yourself a bill. What do you call it? A fanny pack on mm-hmm. and a bathing suit. Yes. And her crotch hair ran down to her knees. Yeah. And and it and it stuck out so far that you know like when you put cloth over something that sticks out, how it kind of pokes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was poking through. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was not an attractive look. That's a tough look. And, and it's the, hard to not look at that. Yeah, how can you not when you've got somebody who's got a beard in the just the wrong place? When you're in line with them, <laughs> you yeah. know, for for a little uh, bit of time, it's, it's hard like not to look. you you would be surprised how. <laughs> And you're wondering if it's, it smells, and you just a lot of things go through your head when this happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the bathing suit was way too small for her, and all kinds of there was just lots of wrong there. Yeah, lots of wrong. So, and we told last week about the lady with the ass crack hair that went down to her knees at uh, hedonism. You, oh yes. Yep. What? Was that a, Patreon. Well, maybe that was Patreon. Yeah, I've never heard this. Yes. We, we didn't witness this, but friends of ours did. They were at Hedonism, and this absolutely gorgeous, you know, Chardet-class, beautiful woman gets out of the pool completely naked, and she had ass-crack hair that was plastered to, you know, her legs because she had just gotten out of the pool that went down to her knees. Oh, goodness. So that's not a good look either. Oh, goodness. That's what the Brazilian wax is for. Hmm. And it makes your flatus sound different, too. I will say that. That's the fun part. That if you get your ass crack waxed and then you pass gas, it will sound different because it's two pieces of skin flapping together rapidly rather than two pieces of skin matted with disgusting ass crack hair. Hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah? That's horrendous. Good talk. Good So talk. anyway. <laughs> we're off to a rally start. Where were we? Where were we? I don't what know. What are we talking about? I don't think we were anywhere, Steve. No, were we not? Sorry, Scott. No, no, no. Okay. Was, oh, God, Logan. Oh, you know what? It wasn't Twitty City, was it? <laughs> no, Twitty no, City. It used to be. No. What, what? Used, there used to be Silver 20, Dollar City. Silver Dollar City. There used to be Twitty City. It might have been before. Well, it was Silver Dollar City. 
Was it? Was it? And no, then it, there was a Twitty City in Nashville. Okay. Oh. Yeah, then it became. Yeah, yeah. Then it became Dollywood. And yeah. people, you think you would think Dollywood would be crappy. People have never been there. When I I lived in Tennessee, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's just painted concrete and just sort of phony crappy stuff it's really awesome it's nice it will exceed your um expectations if you ever go there anyway oh my gosh and uh, oh let us give everybody a tip taste what's the best day to go to dollywood the day it's open after labor day absolutely give yourself a bill that is exactly right i remember going the so if you if you don't have kids that have to be in school the day after Labor Day, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And I remember going on the flume ride, which, you know, takes you up and then you go down the waterfall and then it takes you around this little f- s- diorama, you know, where somebody's being eaten by a bear. Bunch of stupid crap like that. But I remember getting up there and they go, you going, you go again? Yep. And we go, hell yeah, and you just go again. Then you get up there again, you go again? Hell Yeah. Till you get sick of it. We did Tennessee Tornado that way, too. And then about the fifth time, I was like, hell no, I don't want to go again. <laughs> Let me <Jesus>. off this. <laughs> oh I'm going vomic. Vomic. <laughs> as we say in Tennessee. Hey, you want to you yeah. branch off of your ass crack talk? To yes, them? yes. And we got to talk about 420 because that's today. That's actually yeah. the reason that we're all here. Yeah. That we're all here. <laughs> hey, Richard, we're Kish. all halfway here. Hey, Kish is talking. Yes, we're halfway here. Kish is talking about. Um, uh, I think he's asking for a friend, of course. Okay. Um, we're talking about butt cracks. What would cause a chronically itchy butthole? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. That's yeah, all kinds question. of stuff. Yeah, that's a very, yeah. So just having worms. Well, worms is one, yeah, of course. and uh, pinworms is a big one uh, for kids when they're just constantly digging in their ass. And uh, so there's a lot of myths about that. They do tend to um, uh, be more um, attainable at night because the kids aren't <laughs> running around. Well, that you can you can get them for a, you know get a sample of them. So what you do is when the kid goes to bed, you let them sleep for a while, and then you go in and you have this little paddle that has. Um, tape on you know it's got double-sided tape on it and you just apply it to their the area around you know in their ass crack around mm-hmm. the anus and then when you do that then you put it in a little envelope they look at it under the microscope and if it has um uh, worms worms in there worms, you, yeah. you know they give you medication that goes away did yeah. we do that um we never had to do that I don't no think we did we not did. no I'm... we did not mm-hmm. So we had a lice scare once. Yes. That was fun. I don't think mm-hmm. our kids actually had lice, but nope. we had to go through the whole thing, and we were so paranoid. We all, we almost burned everything. I remember this. <laughs> that was oh the day before God. we left for Hawaii. That's right. That's I remember why, That's why we were so oh paranoid. My God. You have such a better memory about that kind of stuff than I do. Getting on a plane with lice. Traumatic. Can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> hey, um, I would have yes, gone anyway. We were, yeah. All, we were, we were yeah. <laughs> Preparing, <laughs> we're twenty minutes out from landing in Hawaii's yeah. Hilo. And by the way, yeah. there is you've all been a possibility that you've headlines. all been exposed to head lice. So. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Hawaii. Would you rather have a head lice in Hawaii or COVID in Hawaii? So oh, it's an interesting. I think one. I'll take head lice. So um, this, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, no, I was just going to say, you know, the the itchy butt. Um, oh yeah, itchy butt. Yeah, that's so, kind of good. Let's finish that. So pinworms, yeah. you got that. And then the most common thing. Uh, I mean, there, there's just it's just called proctitis. Mm-hmm. We have inflammation of 
the rectum and it can be caused by a bunch of different things including autoimmune diseases mm -hmm. so if you have chronically itchy butt you want to get it looked at but there are, i think the most common cause for it is using paper to wipe your ass mm -hmm. Especially really dry paper. We have talked about this going way back to the first show. That if you think about it, take a if you have a bare rug, squirt some Vaseline mm. on it, and then try to wipe it off with a piece of newspaper. Good luck. Yeah. And when you have a really hairy ass crack, and if you have, if you're streaking your underwear, the the reason is uh. is you can't <laughs> complete. <laughs> Come on, skid Mark. What's the matter? You can't completely clean your ass with paper and tacy's mom she's like well i use a, a roll of toilet paper a day and i'm like joanne what the hell and she's going well i want to be clean it's like you're not clean that's not cleaning yourself wiping just you know oily you know just you know stercobalinogen laden you know waste products with a piece of paper off of skin that's got hair embedded in it you can't do it so the greatest thing in the world Mm -hmm. Taste. Mm -hmm. Drum roll. Um, For what's it called? Bidet. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to say. And then also, have I have a friend them. who cannot go anywhere without the uh, wipes, the yeah. wet wipes. Right. Mm -hmm. So wet wipes are great if you don't have a bidet around. But you can get a tushy bidet for under a hundred bucks. We installed ours knock on wood two or three no, right at the beginning of the pandemic when we couldn't get toilet paper, if you remember. Mm -hmm. You still need toilet paper to yes, to, to, just to, to pat it dry. You need a little bit just to pat, 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 but you don't need and I tell you, I hate it when we go somewhere. If we go on vacation and I don't have my bidet, I don't I'm not as happy as I am. <laughs> it's amazing. It is yeah. amazing. There's something yeah, about the warm really wash of your. It doesn't even have, ours isn't warm. Ours, ours doesn't warm it. It's, it's just regular ambient temperature water. I don't care. Once you get used to it, it feels great. <laughs> and you could just sit there and hell, read the newspaper and drip dry and not use toilet paper if you wanted to, That's and just put your underwear on and never touch your it's ass. Disgusting. <laughs> do you both take your phone into the toilet? I don't you take do, my don't phone. You? Not my phone. Oh, I do, no. yeah, for sure. No, I take my iPad, though. I uh, see. That's just... that's. Well, I read. No. I read, too. And I look at stuff, and I listen to who are these podcasts. My thing is, Sunday, it starts, but he usually puts it up late. And then Monday morning, instead of listening to horrible news, I play, you know, 15, 20 minutes of who are these podcasts. It's a two-hour podcast. Right I can get through Thursday, and then I listen to the creep-off, and I'm ready to go. And I'm happy. I'm not listening to depressing, horrible news. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy it. So there you go. But yes, my iPad goes with me into the bathroom. Well, That's, that's poop particles right there. <laughs> Your poop particles. <laughs> Not on my phone. No, I, oh, oh, true. I do. I do um, wash my iPad, but just when the screen gets With greasy, pee, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you probably pee on it. All right, Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, I love it. Um, thank you, Tacy, for. Uh, You're welcome. Now I'm now every time I go into the bathroom with my iPad, that's what I'm going to think that's, about. It's disgusting. Well, you know what I don't do, and I've seen people do this, is they take their to-go thing from the restaurant and they go into the bathroom to wash oh, their hands. Oh, that's so hard. But if what if you're by yourself? I know. You can't leave. It's, oh, what do you so do? you've done this. No, no, no. 
No. Oh, you know what's disgusting <laughs> is I saw um, a, a, a meme of this guy who who carries what do you call that takeout that we do all the time? What, Chinese takeout? Um, oh, a DoorDash? DoorDash. Mm-hmm. He had a DoorDash or one of those um, Uber Eats bag on the floor, and he was in the in the toilet. Oh. <laughs> Man. So he you ha- are he one pathetic loser. Picked up food and went and took a potty. Now, listen, we got Kim Chickens here. She's the only one that's got any damn sense. She says we should put our devices in a Ziploc bag, bag before we go to the toilet. Just like we do when we go to the beach. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. That takes too much work, Kim. Yeah, Can't I'm do not it. doing that. No, <laughs> Sorry, Kim. Sorry, Kim. That's a great idea. I'm just not doing great it. Great idea. I mean, but then... But what you, you what know what I do do? Then I'd have to cover my toothbrush, too. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Of all your the toothbrush feces doesn't floating sit next through to the your air. toilet, does it's it? It's in there, though. It's, it's all over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh damn, now. Yeah. I know. Because I, I do um, close the lid to the toilet when I flush it. Of course. Because I read... That um, study that showed that when you flush it, you're just spewing particles of fecal matter and stuff all over your all over your bathroom. I wonder how far it goes. God, it's in your toothbrush. Well, you know what? Oh, yeah. We're okay. used to it. Yeah. If you're not if you're not used to that by now, you're. Yeah. I mean, our bodies are used to a little out. bit of fecal coliforms getting into poop. our. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> are you brushing your teeth with feces, taste? You know, and I did hear those air. Blow dryer, blow dryer yes. things like yeah. the Dysons, like the really good ones. You mean for drying your hands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, full of poop in those two. Yeah, um, so no, um, we're saying Dyson as a uh, generic term for all air things. Yeah, as in, not I specific. meant when I said that the good ones, you know, <laughs> right, not, not the crappy ones McDonald's has. <laughs> oh, God, oh that's, that's tasty <laughs> for everybody. It. Thanks, Tasty. <laughs> So much for them being a sponsor for Weird Medicine, I guess. The opinions expressed by Tacey on the show do not reflect. Don't reflect all of the losers. Anybody who's been there knows it's true. They even know it's true. (laughs) We better do something. So, so Scott, you're a hippie. Where did 420 come from? Why is is April 20th considered international, you know, Doobie Day. So, allegedly, according to the History Channel, I did look this up just in case, but there were a group of five California teens that used to meet and hang out um, at, at their school in San it's in San Rafael, um, California. Okay. And they it, it's a, a nickname, their spot, and they called themselves the Waldos. Okay. And um, they would meet at 420. And um, and I guess that's where the whole thing started because, you know, there's been... There's been um, and they're actually thinking about the two remaining members of the Waldos that are remaining anonymous or thinking about doing a little um, um, documentary on how this all started. Really? Yep, yep. So it started in, in California, and, of course, they became friends with the Grateful Dead. What? And, um, and For real? Uh, yeah, for real, yep. Sure did. They met They met uh, Phil Lesh, of course, the, of course, the fabulous the bassist. Fabulous for the fabulous uh, bassist. Reminds me of Dr. Steve Kind. <laughs> Shit. And... Um, yeah, that's where it all starts. So, so California, um, back in the good old days, but it was funny. They, they said they used to smoke pot and get high and drive around and, and look for And look for this plant. Look for a special plant. Yeah, some Coast Guard guy. I'm on the History <laughs> Channel. And so I was thinking, yeah. well, Scott's fallen prey to some. No, I just yeah. thought she'd fallen prey to something. But this oh, yeah. is actually on the History Channel. Yeah. It says they learned of a Coast Guard member who had planted a cannabis plant, could no longer tend to the crop. What, one plant. 
uh, provided with a treasure map, some say by the plant's owner himself, supposedly leading to the abandoned product. The group would meet at the Louis Pasteur statue outside their high school once a week at 4.20 p.m. Yep. And that was, they were all athletes. They'd pile into a car, smoke some pot, scour the nearby uh, Point Reyes Forest for the elusive free herb. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Isn't that cool? It, it was just, they, they're basically tilting at windmills, but it sounds like they had a good time, so who cares? Mm-hmm. They never did score the free bud, man. man but, but perhaps they stumbled on something more lasting. The term 420 was quite, isn't it crazy? Pretty funny. How something, you know, just these five kids, and now everybody, you know, even our son, we used to set, and our son is drug free but he thinks it's hilarious to set his alarm at 420 and then and then um do the dab at 420 just for the hell of it all of his friends do yeah and they're all drug free we think they're drug free well i'm I'm, well okay i maybe i I, i've been around the block i can spot i think i can spot that stuff and uh you know maybe i'm just being you know a pollyanna but i uh, you know i was with them for a whole weekend of course you can not do pot all weekend but i never i just don't get that vibe from them yeah. but any but they all love to dab at 420 they think it's hilarious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonder what they're doing today yeah well and re- remember it you know the good old days of smoking pot but now hell it's it's in so many different Ooh, it's 10 forms. minutes till 420 oh good what there should we go. do should we have a countdown no no <laughs> stupid <laughs> hey but you know there, there's a lot of other forms of of yeah, uh, ways it's, to dude. consume than, than smoking. Because, you know, it used to be somebody smokes a pot to come walk in, they smell like weed. Yeah. You know, now, I mean. Or you walk into your Bible class Uh-oh. in uh, at Episcopal High School, or, you know, or someplace like that. I'm just throwing one out of there <laughs> in Baton Rouge. And you drop your pen and you try to pick it up and then you drop it again because you're uncoordinated and you drop it about five times trying to pick it up and then you start laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> you, or that could happen. I'm just throwing something out random. That <laughs> Who knows? You know, you, you know that could could have maybe have happened back then uh, in uh, 1973, um, the year I was born. <laughs> yay! Oh yay! Don't rub it. Oh wait, wait, wait! Yeah, don't rub it in. There we go. <laughs> okay, That's so hilarious. yeah, so it, things are way different back then. <laughs> I mean, a nickel bag <laughs> was called a nickel bag because it was five dollars, mm-hmm. and a dime bag was a dime bag because it was a dollar or ten dollars. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, you know, hearing about people um, uh, meeting another friend mm-hmm. in an alley near the school and exchanging ten dollars for a dime bag, and then telling the friend who you grew up who well oops who that person grew up with dude you don't know me (laughs) so stupid you don't know me so you know it was always my um wish because i went through the 60s -hmm. and i saw john sinclair incarcerated for his political views but because he had two joints that's what they could put him up for I went to the free John Sinclair concerts in Ann Arbor and all that stuff. Um, I always wanted to, it was on my bucket list to be able to buy pot legally. 
And I finally had that opportunity last year in Chicago because in Chicago you just walk in. Yep. And you just buy whatever you want, you know, it, up to a certain limit. Yeah. But it was way more than I you would need ever it. need. Yeah, yeah. So I got, you know, she said, well, the concierge in there. The, no, they're, I think they're called bud tenders. Well, it depends on where you are. <laughs> but, you know. Colorado, they're called bud tenders. Okay, the bud tender came yeah. and said, well, what do you want? I said, I remember laughing my ass off with my friends, and I'd like to recreate that. She said, oh, we'll get this. And then so I took, I, you know, I got it back to my hotel, and at 2 in the morning, I've told this story before, but I'm, maybe not everybody's heard it. 2 in the morning, I take this this gummy, and I didn't do any laughing. I, when it kicked in, I was just paranoid to hell, and I remembered, oh, shit, this is why I stopped doing this stuff a million years ago, if I ever did do it, allegedly. And um, I... Uh, I, because I would get paranoid. And I was like, oh, my God, I've given everybody COVID. Maybe I, they gave me COVID. How am I going to get home? I'm going to have to cancel my flight. And my mind is racing. And then I hear uh, it had to have been like some, um, uh, like a pipe that was, was yeah, clanking water, or water, something. A water, water thing. Pipes, yeah. But I, it sounded to me like someone was playing disco music underneath me at like oh, six no. in the morning, which of course they weren't. This is a nice hotel. There's nobody bl- blaring disco music at six in the morning. And uh, I was like, fuck this. And I sealed it all up and I gave it to one of the comedians at the event. Yep. That is hilarious. Who we name every every show Pretty at regularly. the very end of the show. Uh, yeah, the, the podcast. But anyway, so... Um, that was that, but then I realized that it was the sativa that was in there that does it, and yeah. the, you know. But anyway, so but that was you on just, my bucket list, and I really wanted to do that because it, the world has just changed yeah. from people sneaking around, and I I really do believe it needs to be legal, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. When it's legal, you can control it, and I have all kinds of patients mm-hmm. who come in. And they're doing pot, which I have no problem with, mm. particularly cancer patients. Yes, yes. Uh, I have no problem with them doing pot because it happens to be illegal. I can't prescribe it and I can't say, but I can just say I'm not going to do anything if there's pot in there. Mm-hmm. But they'll also have methamphetamine or um, uh, sometimes fentanyl mm-hmm. in their urine drug screen in low doses. And what's happening is they're getting pot off the street that's been laced with other shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And instead of having strains it's like well this one will make you sleepy man and you know at, at a pot dispensary they have different strains and they know what it is yep. in this they want to make you sleepy they just throw fentanyl at it and That's now so you scary now your drug screen is effed up and it's putting you at risk so it needs to be fucking legal yeah sorry yep. this pisses me off it needs to be legal so that that kind of shit doesn't happen to people anymore and it is i mean it's undeniably safer it's und- than alcohol undeniably has more uh, medicinal properties than alcohol does oh, yeah. i'm a big favor in uh, medical marijuana if yep. not recreational marijuana yep. I mean, why would we deprive a hospice patient with from uh, anything for well, goodness sake well, yeah. right from yeah. anything but something yeah. that we know will help right. them yep 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 so that part irritates the ever-loving crap out of me but i'm glad to see that the world in that regard is changing now if we're going to have these you know whatever side of the aisle you're on 
I'm not on that so, uh, side because I tend toward being a libertarian in the mm. sense that I'm socially very liberal and I'm a little more conservative when it comes to fiscal stuff. But, um, you know, with these, we have a Democratic president, a Democratic Congress. This is the time if they're going to legalize marijuana uh, for, on a, a national level. Now's the time. What are they doing? Yep. You know, I figured that'd be one of the first things they would, that they would do. It's like, map. Okay, remember that pot thing? That's yeah. not a problem anymore. Yeah. But they're not doing it, so I don't know. I don't. I. I, I don't understand anything. I'm with you too. And, I, you know, and friends of mine who are police officers will tell you, you know, arresting someone who's who's oh, yeah. smoking pot. Say, hey, hey man, man. Just come on in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got some. You got some chips in the you know in the cupboard. <laughs> we have some pizza if you want some. Yeah. You know, whereas in and. Sadly, people who had way too much alcohol or oh, metha- yeah. methamphetamines or stuff like that. I mean, you got to yeah, beat them, tase them, hit them in the face. You don't have to well, beat them, but I know what you mean. <laughs> this is not coming from your old no, buddy, no, Dr. Know, Scott. This is coming from my friends. They say, you know, just to get their attention. Yeah, it's just a, it's a tough thing. Well, it is. They're much more belligerent, that's yeah, for sure. shoot you. Yeah. yeah. So, anywho. Pretty cool. Right. Yeah, so that's the history of 420. That's go. very cool. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't either. I, didn't I just sound like John. I was wondering. I did what, not know that. I was that's wondered. weird, weird stuff. But it, that's weird stuff. It's weird, it's weird, weird stuff. But I was I always wondered what the saying meant, yeah. where's Waldo? Now we know what that means. That that came from this that's too. That's exactly what that's from. Yeah, exactly. That's where's what Waldo away. is from. Where, this where's no. Waldo? Yeah, because if if you read okay, on down I'm through now, there, I'm going to by God look up where's it, Waldo. It goes down through there, and they talk about Waldo, and they say where's Waldo, and that was kind of the code from for those saying, guys. Yeah, from from saying uh, and that's and that's what it went through the dead and through everybody else, and so teachers and parents and stuff wouldn't know what Waldo meant, but that's kind of where because in from. England it's where's Wally. Yeah, you know well, this that? is where's Waldo. Allegedly, no. I'm just reading this from, from the. Um, okay, uh, I don't know. I've, I've got to see. That. I'll find. I'll, it. I'll, I'll see that on the I'll History bring Channel. I'll bring it up. I'll find it in a minute. <laughs> Not um, on uh, some website. No, I'll, I'll find it before okay. the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So there's that. Do you have anything else? We should probably answer some questions. Yeah, no. Probably should. Anyone in the uh, waiting room have any questions? By the way, the exam room this weekend on our Patreon is going to have the inimitable uh, James Norton. Uh, and he's gonna, he and Tacey are going to talk about 90 Day Fiance, I think. We're going to talk about some other stuff, too. We'll do some medical things, but I really think that the conversation is going to tend toward 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Two lunatics talking about those the 90 Day sh- shit show. Oh, this season's <laughs> going to be good. It's going to be so good. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You got anything else? No. Anything in the chat in the uh, chat room? No. Nope. nope. Not right okay. now. All right. Well, let's take some phone calls then. Well, let's see here. Oh. Hey, old Doctor Steve. Hey. Hey, Scott. What's up, old buddy? Ladies. Hello. Got two part question for you. Okay. Blood. Okay. If you're donating blood, what parts of the blood do they use? Ah. Part B is. What part of your blood is the DNA stored in? Yeah. So if you're donating blood, are you donating your DNA to somebody else also? Or is that separated out because the white blood cells and red blood cells, one has the DNA, one doesn't? Or how's that work? Yeah, you know, when you do, let's just take a more extreme example. If you do a um, transplant, organ transplant, that organ has the other person's DNA in it. Mm-hmm. That's why, and it also has all of their 
friend or foe markers in it too so your white blood if you just take a heart and and sew it into somebody's chest the white blood cells are going to go this thing is not supposed to be here and then it will go after them and kill it Mm -hmm. and every once in a while you will get when you graft uh uh white blood cells to someone let's say you've got somebody that has a bone marrow that won't make white blood cells and then you give them precursor cells and then those white blood cells go what we're in heaven everything we see is foreign right and then they'll they'll attack the person's body that's called graft versus host disorder uh, where the graft actually attacks so um so um the good news is, is when you transfuse packed red blood cells, although you'll have some white blood cells in there as well, that, and those have DNA in them, white blood cells don't carry DNA at all. They are devoid of DNA hmm. in their mature form. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're barely living. Mm-hmm. They're mostly vessels to transmit oxygen from the outside to the inside. Mm-hmm. So they go and they ha- they get pumped through the capillaries of the lung. They pick up oxygen. Mm-hmm. And the heme, you know, um, uh, the hemoglobin molecule mm-hmm. can hang on to oxygen and then dispense it where there's low oxygen. Mm-hmm. And there's no thinking to it; it's just pure physics, mm-hmm. you know. So in a high oxygen concentration area, they'll pick up oxygen. Low concentration area, they will give up oxygen. And that way, w- red blood cells take oxygen from the outside and transmit it to the tissues of the body right it's pretty cool yeah they're little, me- little messengers yeah carrying yeah, yeah. vessels yeah they just carry stuff cool. so there's really uh, now there will be a little bit of dna in there but it will not be incorporated into your dna in any way mm-hmm. and any cells that have antigens on them that the body doesn't like those will be attacked and killed so that's why you have to be careful when you transfuse somebody too because they've got the you know the a abo sort of incompatibilities and then there's rh issues mm-hmm. so there and there are other antigens too other than a b and o but those are the big ones hmm. so an o would have no antigens the a would have the a and the b have b antigens and you have to be really careful you have universal donors and you've got universal acceptors it's, don't worry about it it's just um uh, we could do a whole thing on blood typing if we wanted to, and we have in the past. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so, yes, there will be some DNA transmitted uh, if that blood is just given directly from the one person to the other, but it's in minuscule amounts, and then it's promptly destroyed, broken down into its constituent parts, and then made into your own DNA using tiny little um, you know building blocks so that there's no information from that other person transmitted into your genome because right i'm sure that's what they're worried about yeah, yeah sure okay excellent question all right let's see um hey dr steve this is brandon from michigan how are you guys doing hey good how are you man awesome I'm doing all right. Good. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, I've got two quick questions that have nothing to do with each other. Okay. Uh, the first is, what are your thoughts, or I, I guess this is the only question, but what are your thoughts on um, prolonged opioid use and low testosterone? My doctor wants to check me. Is he taking a shower while he's calling <laughs> in? For that, and she thinks because I've been on opioids for like 15 yeah. years now. Okay. And the second is how rare is... Okay, he said these two things are unrelated, so yeah. let's talk about the first one. Yes, 
uh, over 50% of men who are on long-term opioids, whether they're abusing them on the street or they're taking them prescribed by a, a healthcare provider, will have low testosterone. It's a huge number. Right. So if you're on chronic opioids and you um, feel fatigued and have, you know, decreased muscle strength and decreased libido erectile dysfunction may not just be the opioids you may have low testosterone studies have shown that if you have low testosterone and um it's treated that most of those men will feel better and without we, without changing your dose of the medication that's right okay cool yep yep cool, cool. now uh you may need to wonder why, you know, if you could need to stay on the medication, but that's another issue. That's another issue I yeah. did have somebody email me the other day because I talked about this. If you have low normal testosterone, Tacey and I used to talk about this all the time because she used to, you know, sell a, a drug that was related to this. That if you have low normal testosterone, a lot of primary care people go, oh, you're normal. normal. It's normal. You're it fine. says normal. It's the low is 300 and yours is 301. So you're normal. You're not normal. If you're symptomatic, you're not normal. So low normal testosterone plus this constellation of symptoms needs to be treated. Every urologist I've ever talked to will agree with that. But a lot of the primary care people never send the patient to the urologist because they're saying well no it's normal so uh if that ever happens to you you're listening to this and i still walk the earth i have an article that i can send you that you can let them read that says low normal testosterone with that's symptomatic does uh, respond to being treated Hmm. And uh, the reason is the low normal really is low. It's just that there are so many people with low testosterone that they get included in the calculation when they calculate the normal. Yeah. It's kind of like this recursive loop that just keeps driving the normal range lower and lower. And so people that are low normal really probably are just low if, hey. we, if we did it, if we did the thing properly. Great you know? follow-up question. Does this yep. affect female hormones as well? Um, I'm not aware of that. It will affect your testosterone. Yeah. I'm not a- aware of estrogen. That'd be a good thing to look, I'll look up. It up. I'll look yep. it up. That's a good question. Look that yeah. up. It's not that I don't care about that. It's that I see the other so often. Right. And I've not seen women saying, well, I'm having, I've been on opioids all this time. I'm having hot flashes and those kinds of things that would be indicative of a low estrogen level. Why is it testosterone alone? Now you have to ask me that, and I'm not going to rest until I know the answer. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, yeah. good. All right. I probably won't find anything, but I'll mm. still look it up. I'll find it, by <laughs> God. <laughs> I'll look it up. All right, this is a good one for Dr. Scott, I oh. think. I mean, we may have played this before. Let's, Let's see. Didn't, didn't we have another half to the Oh, we sure did. Thank you, Tacey. Yep. Fungal pneumonia, and is it possible to get it by aspirating into a ventilator. Into a ventilator, is that what he said? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, you can get fungal pneumonia. Yeah. People who get fungal pneumonia are sicker in hell. Real and it's sick. usually people who are vulnerable, and then they get really sick because your body is usually pretty good at fighting off little fungi that are in the air that end up in your lungs. They just kill them. But if they can't, it means your immune system has got a problem. It's had some compromise. And uh, or you're sicker and shit already, and then now on top of that, you get fungemia. The re- he's asking a very specific question: Could this happen by aspirating? I, I don't know how you would aspirate into a ventilator. The ventilator actually 
prevents you from aspirating mm-hmm. because it's a closed system that doesn't include the GI tract. So for people who don't know, what he's talking about is if you have, uh, and I'm assuming this is endotracheal intubation, so this is where they take the tube, put it down your mouth, into your trachea, mm-hmm. so your 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 voice box, and that leads directly into the the um, bronchi. Um, you know the main stem bronchus, which is the big tube that then divides into two. One goes to one lung, ones go to the other, and that starts dividing like crazy mm-hmm. from there. It's like the trunk of the tree. Yeah, very yeah. good. Thank you, sir. And uh, when you put that in there, you put a balloon uh, that's circumferential in in that tube, and you inflate it so that the um, there's no air can get uh, past either from the outside to the inside or vice versa mm-hmm. past that balloon so it's a it's a seal that prevents you also if you vomit uh, which normally they'll have a, a an you know a, a tube going into your stomach and either putting food in or taking stomach contents out. out even if you did vomit as we say in Tennessee it wouldn't get into your lungs and that was that's the definition of aspirating when you you know when something goes into your lungs that's not supposed to be there so um, I don't know how that would happen. I'd like to hear more about the circumstances of that before I answered. But, yeah, people on the ventilator can get a fungal pneumonia. People are just sick as hell, compromised immune system, that kind of stuff. So did you find out anything about estrogen and testosterone? I just found opioids? an article. I haven't, I haven't read through the whole thing yet, but I did find something. Okay. Um, I, I found it PubMed in the bottom. I'll, I'll give you the kind of the basic thing. Long-term opioids linked to hypogonadism. And the role of testosterone supplement therapy, but it does it does talk about estrogen and, and um, progesterone in here as well. I just had no, <laughs> okay. I got to the bottom of it. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm reading as fucking fast as okay. I can. Hydrocodone, oxycodone, and morphine had no impact on estrogen-free levels, while tramadol, fentanyl, and gabapentin significantly reduced levels of free estrogen. He, he beats so, you. so uh, it, it, wow, that's interesting. Uh, I don't use much tramadol because my patients have. Um, much more pain than tra- tramadol is a opioid like uh, um, drug that actually has a sealing dose regular opioids have no sealing dose but tramadol also has what we call snri effects in other words it acts as sort of an antidepressant so you got depression and pain let's just throw some tramadol at it Mm -hmm. and that's fine unless you're already on an antidepressant and now you've got two drugs that are increasing your serotonin levels that's a problem or uh if you need to you have pain that this stuff can't handle you reach a ceiling dose so i don't use a lot of it we do use some fentanyl and we do use gabapentin and i the interesting thing here is it significantly reduced levels of free estrogen but did that cause a problem for the patient and i'm not seeing that Mm -hmm. so just because something reduces levels of something it could be because it interferes with the lab test or it could be it's actually causing you to produce less but is it enough to cause you know fragile bones or s- symptomatic effects like hot flashes and dry vaginas and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that's interesting isn't it mm-hmm. yeah good question there is a thing called opioid endocrinopathy which is really what we're talking about and this is in uh i'm looking at one in the journal of pain in 2008 in women consuming prescribed sustained action opioids for the control of non-malignant pain and they said they found profound 
inhibition of ovarian sex hormone and adrenal androgen production. We already knew that. Among women, chronically consuming sustained action opioids, uh, related consequences included altered menstrual flow, mm. probable reduced fertility, and possible con- contributions to opioid-associated depression. Now, this is from non-malignant pain, so these will be usually younger, healthier women than I deal with. So this is interesting, yeah. and I'm going to learn something from this sure. today. So thank cool. you all for bringing that up. Excellent. I probably knew it at one point, but I just forgot. <laughs> 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 all right, let's see. What else do we have? Um... Let's do this one. Hey, Doc. It's Zach from Oklahoma. I hope you and Dr. Scott are doing well. We are. Um, we are. And Tacey's here, got too. got a question for the both of you. <laughs> maybe maybe one of you can help me out. Uh, all my life, I've had horrible sinuses. Okay. Um, I have a bad problem with allergies. Um, I have a deviated septum, which doesn't help. I get bad sinus infections. Ever since I was in high school, I've always used Flonase. Uh, nasal spray and it, it's helped out a lot um, at night though I have a real problem at night with my sinuses uh, uh, swelling up you know they'll close off and there's there's nothing in there there's no snot or anything and they just swell up um, I use breathe right nasal strips which help uh, which help get me to sleep but I'll wake up at night and uh you know they'll they'll just be closed up and then i'll you know it'll kind of go away and then it'll come back and you know i'll have to breathe through my mouth and my mouth will be real dry and stuff and i just i don't know what's going on and some nights it'll be totally fine you know uh, i I won't get that at all and i i my question is like what's happening to make it do that and then sometimes not do it he needs surgery that was my life before i had it yeah yeah, taken yeah, yeah. care of. Yeah, Tacey had a concha bullosa, which is something a little different than this. But uh, I had a deviated septum, too. It looked yep. like a train wreck in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, deviated septum, you can sometimes diagnose them just by hearing somebody talk. I diagnosed Carl from WATP. Uh, you know, my name on his Discord is Carl's Deviated Septum. He said, how did you know I had a deviated septum? I said, well, I can hear it. Yeah. It's so it's so amazing having that surgery. You, yeah. You just wouldn't believe what it's like to actually breathe. Like, I feel like I could take a Mack truck up my nose. Yeah. I mean, it's just... A- so it may be that he may need a sleep study. There's stuff he yes. may need, but I would see an ear, nose, and throat doc, or at mm-hmm. least let your primary care look up there, mm-hmm. tell them the same story you told us, and let them look in there. If they see a deviated septum, it's really easy. You know, the septum's just that mm-hmm. thing that goes... You know that divides the right nostril from the left one and it's supposed to go straight back and in some people it, it varies wildly it's like an s shape mm-hmm. so even if it's wide open in the front on the left it's going to be closed on the back because the septum makes this sort of serpentine shape mm-hmm. and uh so that needs that can be fixed yeah. and you don't have to live this way yeah and i, I speak from experience wash your nose that was some yeah uh, go ahead yeah give yourself spray. a plug yeah little simply herbals nasal spray yeah, wash to, it out go to dr scott's website at simplyherbals.net and check that out if everything else is normal and you're healthy yep yeah and then do that so dr scott you had a question from the chat room chat room yes yeah, so we call it the waiting room the, waiting room. the best so question stupid. of the day from richard okay are we coming to new york anytime soon so this is richard kish richard kish correct okay so 
Richard is a weirdo, just like I am, and he likes King Crimson and Prague music, Prague rock man. And uh, back in the 70s, he would have been right there with me spinning, you know, tales, all four sides of tales from of top topographic oceans and all that stuff so but he's a good guy so we have some stuff in common and we would love to come i what i hear is manhattan's a shithole so tell us that it's not and we'll Mm, come yeah because i i remember manhattan at its greatest moment Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's i I just don't want to see it in a diminished form and also don't want to get mugged in times square so i mean we usually if we go to 103 we usually stay at the Marriott mm-hmm. right off of Times Square, and then we can walk. It's just a block to the SiriusXM studio, yeah. maybe a block and a half. And so, uh, you know, that I would love to do that. I've been listening to Jim and Sam. You know, they've got they found their voice. I'm really enjoying listening to them on the road. I just been so long since I've been on the road long enough to listen to them. So, we I would love to go back and do that. And I'm very comfortable with them. They're both friends, you know. Hey, one last, them forever. One last quickie. So, yes, we'll, we'll so, work yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go. I love Manhattan. Last quickie. Um, Colin Carnes, seems like everyone has a mild or mid-afternoon slump fatigue. What can cause worsening fatigue in the afternoon seems like around 2 p.m. Yeah, no and of course, And, of course, everybody after that says, same here, same here. Well, that's so, when uh, I was driving home. I took modafinil today mm-hmm. around 2 o'clock, and I, had, you know, I almost fell asleep driving. Mm-hmm. So that's real common. And... Go ahead, Tay. I used to feel that way until I got my thyroid figured out. Well, that's true. Now I don't feel that way at all. I wonder if that could be a testosterone issue. I yep. mean, that could be a medical thing. Yep. It could be. That's could the be. thing. Uh, so there, We have these diurnal rhythms, meaning that um, the, they go by the clock, you know, night, day type things. That's why when you have a cold, you feel worse as the sun is going down. And more heart attacks happen at 6 in the morning when people's cortisol starts kicking back in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, in part, it is it is physiological. You know, this normal circadian cycle, you know, dictates this sort of period of sleepiness in the afternoon. And it may go back to caveman days where people just, they just did that because it was hot. Mm-hmm. There was no game. So it was a good time to sleep yep. was in the heat of the afternoon. And we may still be carrying some of that those diurnal ribbons, rhythms that were created by our distant ancestors. But uh, Tacey's right. Um, sleep disorders, medical disorders. I have a sleep disorders. Stress, mm-hmm. uh, insufficient sleep, poor eating habits. My blood sugar was low because yep. I hadn't had anything to eat today. He never eats. I didn't eat or drink anything today mm-hmm. until, what time was that? Like 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's stupid and effed up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've got to do better than that. But I, part of it is these damn Invisaligns. You can't eat with them in. Oh. And if, you, if you're if you on the road and you eat something, then you can't put them back in again. you got to brush your teeth or you're just taking food and just cramming it between the tooth and the fucking Invisalign. And that's just disgusting. So, you know, anyway. Enough about me. Enough about you. Well, and may I may I also add that yes. that is one of the reasons that um, one of my formulas, fatigue reprieve, is that's why I developed fatigue reprieve was for those afternoon. Really? Yeah, sure is. Well, you know what? By God, yeah, we'll honestly, do uh, we'll yeah. do an N of one. Yep. If you'll bring some over there, because that was Gvac's favorite. Thing. Yeah, 
Yep, yep. It's one I, t- I took. I took some Monday. We had the worst day here. Monday it was you know cold, wet, rainy, and just yucky. It was yeah. awful. Yeah, Monday afternoon, everybody was like, "Oh, I feel like shit." So our, our whole yeah. office took the fatigue reprieve. Okay. Yeah. And and what they say? I felt wonderful. Of course. Of course, it's magic. <laughs> Fucking placebo. I made it. I made it. <laughs> hey, who cares if it's a placebo? It works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It works. All I'm right. not saying that's right. I didn't mean to say fucking placebo in a pejorative sense. Uh, just uh, that, that you know, if that's what it is, that's even better because you're not really doing anything physiologic to your system. It's healing itself. Yep. I think the placebo, that's great. I mean, anything that will cause your body to heal itself is great. And if you can do it without any drug using a placebo, I'm yep. cool with that. Just don't say it's something else. No, exactly. Now, I'm not saying you are. No, I'm no, not no, talking yeah, about you yeah, in this case. Yeah, yeah. So I know. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's 4:20 somewhere, Doctor Steve. You want to uh, play? play one? Yeah, we'll play some music, and this will be uh, just for the people in the chat room. Yep. For everybody else, we can't forget Doctor Scott Tacy. Thank you very much for being here. We can't forget Rob Sprantz. Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Opcharsky, Chowdy1008, Howdy Gooplunk, uh, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte Whore, the Saratoga Skank, the Florida Floozy, the St. Pete Barkeep Blower, uh, Percy Dom, uh, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, Double Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, Vicks Nether Fluids, Cardiff Elect, uh, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Producer Chris, Jenny Jingles, um, Gary from San Diego, the inimitable Vincent Paulino, everybody. Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, of course, our dear departed friends, GVAC and Fez Watley, who supported the show, never went unappreciated. Um, listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius Channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, other craps. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you.